Well, Shavua Tov. Very happy to have this great opportunity. Learning Torah in the beginning of this wonderful, wonderful, blessed week. So I wanted to share with you a certain part of the Gemara. Gemara in Masechet Iruvin is uh, talking about a great, humble, righteous man, Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananya. And um, I thought that it's a great lesson for us to see how I know that it's inspiring me every time that I see a humble person able to admit his mistakes and to not to not to hide, not to deny his weaknesses and his uh, like faults. For me, it's a real blessing to know that the founders and the the lighthouses, the establishers of our faith and wisdom are such humble people that knew and until today able to admit their mistakes it's uh, for me it's a great lesson so amar rabbi yoshua ben hanania rabbi yoshua the son of hanania said mi amai never in my life lo nitzachani adam ela isha tinok vetinoket i was never defeated i was never won by anyone else except for one woman one child and one girl one boy and one girl a woman isha what was the story how he was defeated by those three isha maihi with that woman what was the story once I went to a certain motel, to a certain hotel, and I was hosted over there. Ve'astali polin. And she made a certain dish, a certain food. Um, I think it's called um, board beans, maybe, I think. Certain kind of beans. She made that food. Pam rishona first time that he was eating like it was the meal of the evening or something like that so the first meal saadati veloshiyati klum i ate and i didn't left anything in in the bowl in the plate so there is a kind there is kind of a, a mistake here that he did because we know that there is a great um blessing for a person to leave something in his plate now in their ancient days it's showing many good things when a person leaves some food in the plate it shows that uh, he's not starved that he's eating only what that is enough for him and um, it's it's a certain way to be polite not to eat everything like you're so like super hungry but the thing is that in their days, there was something else in leaving something, a certain leftover in the bowl. In their days, people were very, very poor. Kind of poverty that is hard for people like us even to imagine. In their days, you would, uh, you would leave a certain amount in the bowl 
for the helper that brought, that um, made the food, like for the cook. He would eat the leftovers that the guests would leave in the bowls. That was the way. Now, it's hard for us to understand, but that was their reality. There are also places in the world today that people are so hungry that they eat leftovers. So those were the days. Shnia in the second time means in the third in the second day. Saadeti I ate Veloshiarti Klum and I ate everything. I didn't left anything. So it was the same mistake. Shlishit in the third time so the woman that was serving the food, she put a lot of salt in the food. She destroyed his meal. She killed his food. Because I tasted it. I took my hand away from it. He didn't eat. Amrali. So she came to me and said, Rabbi, my teacher, why today you're not eating? So I told her, I already ate today. So she knew it was not the reason because she tricked him. But she saw that he did everything he could not to insult her. her his answer to her, I already ate today, was from a certain good intention of him that he wanted to be polite, not to hurt her, not to hurt her feelings, to tell her it was not tasty, the food is not good. So she realized that he tried to be nice, but she also knew that that was not the reason. Amrali, so she told me, Amrali, So if you would really came to the meal when you were already full, so you wouldn't eat from the bread. So you see that he was hungry, and he was eating from the bread, and she caught him, that he was not saying the truth. Amrali Rabbi, so she told me, my teacher, you know that the helpers, they're eating from the food that you leave because they're not supposed to leave food for themselves in the pot, in the, in the bucket, in the, in the pot that they make. So we people that eat from our own plates, we need to leave. We leave pe'a, that certain portion, in the bowl, in our own plates for them to eat. So she caught him and he was an honest and humble person enough to admit his mistake. Tinoket Mai, now he's telling us the other story about the baby, the child, the, the girl. Tinoket, when it's written, the word Tinoket usually means a baby. But here it's talking about two little children. The baby, it's a children, a child that is, she's a girl, a little girl, and the boy is a little boy. Tinoket Maihi, with the girl, what happened? What was the story? Once I was walking on my way. And the road was cutting in the field. There was a, a path inside the field. You could see that it's a field from both sides. There was 
wheat growing or something like that, but he was walking on a road. And I was walking on that road. So there I saw a little girl and she told me, Rabbi, she told me, Rabbi, my teacher, it's not, isn't it a field? She's asking, isn't it a field? Like she's asking him, why are you walking in, in the field? Why are you walking, let's say, in the field of my parents? Like it's, it's our field. If I'm not wrong, I'm walking on a path. I'm, knocking, I'm walking on a road. I'm not walking on, 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 on your field. So she answered me, Robbers, criminals like you, they made it a road. People started to walk on their field to, short, to make the, the road shorter. And they made that road, but it's not an original road. And he came after that road was already done. He didn't know, but in reality, he was also not careful enough to check if he's crossing a field of people and getting into a private area. So he was a humble person enough to admit that mistake. Tinok Mai, that kid, what was the story with him? Maihu, what was the story? Once I was walking on the road, and I saw a little kid that was sitting in an intersection. I told him, my son, my child, in which way I should go to the city, we should go to the city. So he answered to me, that one is long and short, and that one is short and long. So I took the one that he said on it, short and long. When I reached to the city, there were gardens and, and trees that were planted, so I could not come in into the city. It was a short way, but when he came to the end of the way, it was blocked with gardens and tree, fruits, trees. I went all the way back. I told him, my son, haven't you tell me that one is short? אמר לי רבי, he answered to me, my teacher, ולא כך אמרתי לך וארוכה, but haven't I told you that it's also long? There is a great conclusion, a, a very wise lesson here. There is a way that looks short, but it's actually very, very long. And there is a way that is long, but it's actually very, very short. נשקתיב על ראשי, Al Rosho, I kissed him on his head, Vamartilo, and I told him, Ashrechem Israel, bless you, praiseworthy, you are all the nation of Israel. Shekulchem Chachamim, that all of you are wise, Atem, Migdolchem, Veadktanchem, the greater one of yours and the smaller one of yours.
for me, those uh, lessons are very, very um, educational, coming to a very deep uh, place. I enjoy learning the Gemara, and there are great, great messages and ancient wisdom from generations that uh, the light was shining upon them. The world was uh, still pure and holy, and people were much easier to recognize and to and to and to find ways to express the wisdom today we're so lost and we're so confused even our examples and uh, you can hear sometimes people talk and bringing some weird examples for for the lesson they try to teach but here when we learn from the holy sages from the pure messengers of the torah Dasha, of the holy wisdom of the god of hashem it's always inspiring to to hear thank you so much for joining i was trying to think with myself what can i say what will i what will i speak and then i remembered many times my students my friends are asking that i will teach more from books and from the wonderful books of the Zohar Kadosh or the Gemara, Talmud. There is much to, to teach. There is so much to learn. And uh, the world is, uh, is very confusing because a person is stuck in a certain body, in a certain reality, in a certain, uh, in a certain phase and the soul is, is eternal. The soul is the totally and total opposite of, uh, of what she needs to go through in a physical body. The soul is free. The, the soul is godly, is eternal, is, is so innocent and only good and, and pure and, and, and part with, with, with God. And here in the body, you always feel the separation in no matter what you go through, no matter how holy and nice you are, all the time you're facing challenges and arguments and rebukes and conversations of that express the disagreements and the misunderstandings and darkness is coming and days are shining and again and again and over and over and expenses and obligations and errands and things to do and things you forgot to do and all the time you deal with the limitations with the constrictions of life and more and more that you learn about your soul and you feel its essence its power its nature you want to live by that you want to live by that free um, freedom um, complete uh, liberation of, of your soul but um, and as much as you taste it more the flavor is uh, is sweeter to your mouth you you can feel it more and then to go down back to your body and to your obligations to life to the constrictions of life it's way more frustrated and difficult than for a person who who never saw any 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 light for a person to just live his life uh, like like blind in the dark like uh, for them like it might be that life is uh, is even more simple 
but um, the truth and that's the life-saving message is that in reality without that um, memory of goodness of spirituality that is our true potential of that great freedom that uh, that we meant to gain and to conquer and to achieve and even more so to bring it down to the physical world to bring a complete redemption to all life aspects to all the physical aspects of our lives without that hope what life is all about just to live your life like like an animal just to be fed to eat like okay you know it might be that a cow a simple cow that eats grass she enjoys the grass much more than you enjoy you see that she can't stop eating right you're like all day long she's eating and eating and eating and eating simple grass like what there is to it but she's fascinated on that grass like uh, it's the bargain of her lifetime so it might be that the physical pleasure can be very good for the animal, very strong, very powerful, but a real godly creation that once tasted spirituality will always ask itself, so what's the use, so what's the purpose for life, what's the, what's the reason to live if not for another spiritual achievement and for a higher spiritual level for a greater prayer for a higher attachment to the creator another feeling of deep understanding of of limud of learning i spoke with my wife on shabbat about learning torah we sat and we learned a little bit learned a little bit together and i enjoyed the learning so much and i told her like it's such a pleasure it's hard to hard to explain hard to even the most that for for the mind of a person those like parts of torah will sound so flat and like simple like measurements and heights and sizes of certain like quantities and amounts of certain things that the gamara is is discussing that the mishnah is talking about like simple things like the most like not talking about wonders and miracles and deep spiritual concepts like Kabbalistic concepts like I told her even the most like simple things like measurements like weights like sizes like it's so interesting <laughs> it's so deep it's the Torah Kedoshah and the Torah is so deep, it's so, it's full of life, it's full of, of godly wisdom. And, and when you learn to enjoy that, and when you taste it once or twice, and like you find yourself deep inside the learning, it's, it's pleasuring, and it's satisfying, and it's healing in ways that there's no food in the world that will be compared to that. There's no sweetness in in physicality that can touch from huge distance in, in that spiritual attachment. That's why I'm finding it so important always to share and to, and to let you also enjoy from certain things that might not be accessible for every person on earth. And through the social media, we can, uh, we can send the bread and the waves of the water for them to reach their 
new destiny, their new places, their new homes in your hearts. The heart of some people is dry like the desert and if you can send some drops of water to, to heal them, to make them satisfy from their crazy old thirst, there is no greater mitzvah than that, I think. Thank you. Hashem should bless you. Please help us support our project. Help us in any possible way for us to be able to continue to spread and to share the light among all our siblings, sisters and brothers from all the holy tribes of Israel. Like the verse is saying, Every thirsty person should go toward the, the source of water. And it's our job to, to channel the water, to put it into, into their houses, to knock on their doors. May Hashem bless us all to have a wonderful week. And we're coming closer and closer to that wonderful month of Adal, that happiness will be our share. We're going to read the Megillah together. We're going to celebrate Purim together. Ezrat Hashem, we're going to have a lot of fun. May Hashem bless us all as one to rise, to shine, to bloom, to succeed, never to go back, never to give up, never to lose hope. And may Hashem answer all our prayers and requests in no time. Amen. Can you hear us? Thank you. Have a blessed week. Yeah,